is being recorded. Okay, good afternoon and welcome to the San Francisco Planning Commission hearing for Thursday, February 9th. Apologies for the delay uh, to getting this started, but we've had some things move around at the last minute. To enable public participation, SFGov TV is broadcasting and streaming this hearing live, and we will receive public comment for each item on today's agenda. At this time, I'll ask that we all silence any mobile devices that may sound off during these proceedings. And I'm actually going to take roll now and then get back to the instructions when the interpreters are here. Uh, Commission President Tanner. Here. Commissioner and President, uh, Vice President Moore. Here. Commissioner Braun. Here. Commissioner Diamond. Here. Commissioner Imperial. Here. Commissioner Koppel. Here. And Commissioner Ruiz. Here. Thank you, Commissioners. Uh, first on your agenda is consideration, consideration of items proposed for continuance. Item one, case number 2019-004404-CUA-3434 17th Street, a conditional use authorization is proposed for continuance to February 23rd, 2023. And further, commissioners, under your regular calendar, item nine, case number 2019-023037-E and V for the waterfront plan, final environmental impact report. Um, it is proposed to be continued to March, excuse me, February 23rd, 2023. Uh, still under your regular calendar. Item number 11 for case number 2020-010275 ENX. For 98 Pennsylvania Street, a large project authorization is proposed for continuance to March 2nd, 2023. And just for clarification, are both our interpreters here now? Are they both here though now? Okay, we'll just, we'll, we'll come back to it then. So commissioners, we're gonna hold off on 100 Broadway and just take that matter up momentarily and just get these first few continuances out of the way. Um, Commissioner Ruiz is gonna be requesting a recusal anyway, so it might be cleaner this, to do it this way anyway. So, um, members of the public, this is your opportunity to address the commission on these first few matters that are proposed to be continued. We will get to 100 Broadway shortly. Um, if you're in the chambers, you need to come forward. If you're calling in, uh, you need to press star three or raise your hand via WebEx. Okay, seeing no request to speak, commissioners, public comment on these first few items proposed to be continued is closed, and these matters proposed to be continued are now before you. Are there any motions on these items? Commissioner Imperial? Move to continue items one, nine, and 11 as proposed. Second. 
Thank you, commissioners, on that motion to continue items 1, 9, and 11 as proposed. Commissioner Braun? Aye. Commissioner Ruiz? Aye. Commissioner Diamond? Aye. Commissioner Imperial? Aye. Commissioner Koppel? Aye. Commissioner Moore? And Commission President Tanner? Aye. So move, commissioners, that motion passes unanimously 7 to 0. Anastasia, are we good to go or are we still waiting? And our Mandarin is still not here? I think we can just wait until they're both here and we'll yeah. come back to that item and we'll, we'll take up the other items that are on our. Okay, very good, commissioners. Um, in that case, commissioners, it'll place us under your consent calendar. All matters listed here under constitute a consent calendar are considered to be routine by the Planning Commission and may be acted upon by a single roll call vote of the Commission. There will be no separate discussion of these items unless a member of the Commission, the public, or staff so requests, in which event the matter shall be removed from the consent calendar and considered as a separate item at this or a future hearing. Item 2, case number 2022-004341 CUA for the property at 2066 Chestnut Street, a conditional use authorization. Members of the public, this is your opportunity to request for this matter to be removed from the consent calendar and considered at the end of today's agenda. If you're in the chambers, you need to come forward. If you're calling in remotely, you need to press star three or raise your hand via WebEx. Seeing no request to speak, commissioners, public comment is closed and your consent calendar is now before you. Commissioner Diamond. Move to approve. Second. Thank you, commissioners, on that motion to approve item two under consent. Commissioner Braun. Aye. Commissioner Ruiz. Aye. Commissioner Diamond. Aye. Commissioner Imperial. Aye. Commissioner Koppel. Aye. Commissioner Moore. Aye. And Commissioner President Tanner. Aye. So move, commissioners, that motion passes unanimously seven to zero. And I believe our interpreters are now here. Very good. Okay, so through the chair, we're going to go back to the continuance calendar. Commissioners um, and members of the public, I do apologize for this late request of continuance for your DR calendar, item 12, case number 2022-005154-DRP-02 for 100 Broadway Street, a discretionary review. Uh, we received a request for interpretation on this matter. <clears throat> and so I'm going to ask interpreters to interpret both in Cantonese and Mandarin that um, we're now going to open up public comment on this matter. Please note that comments are limited to the request for continuance. Um, again, interpreters are here for Cantonese and Mandarin. Um, and if you are in need of translation services, please submit your testimony in short intervals to allow interpreters to translate your testimony. Each speaker will be allowed one minute. When you have 30 seconds remaining, you will hear a chime indicating your time is almost up. When your allotted time is reached, I will announce that your time is up and take the next person queued to speak. We will take public comment from persons in City Hall first and then open up the remote access line. For those persons participating via WebEx, please raise your hand when public comment is called. Uh, for the item you are interested in speaking to, for those persons calling in to submit your testimony, you need to call for phone number 415-655-0001 and enter access code 2488-553-5754, then press pound. 
you'll need to enter the password 0209, then press pound. And at this point, you should be able to listen to the hearing live. Wait for this item, well, we are calling this item, wait for the item you're interested in speaking to and for public comment to be announced. To comment, you must enter star three to raise your hand. Once you raise your hand, you will hear the prompt you have raised your hand to ask a question. Please wait to speak until the host calls on you. Wait for your turn to speak, and when you hear the prompt, you are being asked to unmute yourself. To unmute, press star six. You need to press star six. When you hear that you are unmuted, that is your indication to begin speaking. I would like to once again emphasize that if you are in need of translation services, please submit your testimony in short intervals to allow the interpreters to translate your testimony. And again, we will only be taking comment on the matter of continuance, not on the project itself. And so I'll now ask that the interpreters interpret that in um, Cantonese and Mandarin. Uh, 2022年0015100號Broadway。今天今天的會議就是收到這個翻譯的申請啦。今天今天會有這個廣東話和國語的翻譯的。一間是這個公眾發言的時間 首先我們會在晚上在市政廳的人是公眾發言然後才再輪到網上的聽眾發言如果透過Webex參加今天的討論的話你們可以撥打電話是415 Lok 如果你們是有興趣是這個發言的話你們就可以按這個聲聲然後三字就是舉手舉了手之後你們會聽到有人說話你們就是而在輪到你們發言 Gumjugan 
開始呢一個嘅就嚟開始開呢個公眾發言嘅時間啦。多謝 ，thank you。啊，接下来是普通话，好国语。那我们今天讨论的这个议题是项目十二案件编号二零二二零零五一五四 D R P 零二一百一百号的这个 Broadway 上接的这个这个地址。那我们有关也有收到要求，将这个本翻译的讨论哈翻译成呃粤语、普通话和呃西语。如果你想要远端收听第二。第十二项关于呃这个地址的这个内容呢，请拨打以下电话哈，广东话请拨呃四一五九零六四六五九，会议编号是七一零七七二二五一，好，好那呃之后呢我们会呃开放哈现场的这个时间给公众意见发表，并提供粤语和普通话的同步口译服务。那如果您需要翻译的话呢，发言的时候呢，请长话短说哈，并长句断短，以便呃发。翻译员翻译，那每一位发言呢，限时最多三分钟。当你还剩三十秒的时候呢，你会听到提示音哈，表示你的时间快到了。那时间到了的时候呢，呃，主持人会宣布你的时间到了，并请下一位发言。好，那我们首先先让这个市府现场参加人发表意见，然后开放远距发表热线。如果您是通过 Webex 参与的话呢，请您在针对您有兴趣发言的题目开放公众意见的时候举手发言。那呃，如果您要打电话来发言的话呢，请拨打电话四幺五六五五零零零幺，输入访问代码二四八八五五三五七五四，然后输入井字号。好，第二呢，接下来输入密码。Excuse me, I'm going to stop. I'm going to just stop you. If you folks coming into the room can do so quietly, we would certainly appreciate that. 第二呢，输入密码零二零九，然后输入井字号。第三呢，那这个时候呢，你可以应该可以听到现场的这个听证会的这个发言了哈。接下来呢，如果您要发言的话，请等待您要发言的题目开放发表的时候再进行举手。那要。要举手呢，必须要输入星号三来表示举手。举手之后呢，您会听到英文的提示。好，这个英文提示提示的中文的意思就是：您已经举手提问，请等待主持人点名后再发言。接下来呢，请耐心等待，轮到您说话。当您听到提示，您被要求取消静音。的时候呢，请取消静音。要取消静音的方式呢，请按下星号六。您必须输入星号六才可以开始发言。接下来，当您听到英文确认，这个中文的意思就是您已取消静音的时候呢，即表示您可以开始讲话。好，我们再次强调一次：如果您需要翻译服务，请长话短说，并适当断句，以便口译员翻译。然后在现场，如果要亲自发言，请在啊本房间一侧排队。发言的时候呢，请咬字清楚，放慢语速。如果您愿意的话，请说出您的名字以供记录。好，我们现在啊呃即将开始这一列的这个活动。I'm going to ask the interpreters to come back and interpret one more thing for me, just very briefly, to announce to members of the public.、Uh, that I ask that they respect these proceedings, and if they need to have secondary conversations, that they need to step out of the chambers to do so, and to please be quiet until you are submitting your testimony.
While the interpreters are coming back, I want to thank them for being here. I know it's a little bit earlier, but if you could also add one more thing for myself as well, just please emphasize that the item is going to be continued, which means the commission is not going to consider it today, but we'll be considering it on another date. And so their comments need to be about the matter of continuing it to another day or not continuing it to another day. And they'll have one minute to share those comments. Uh 這個評論和決定是會讚扬、令做評論和決定 謝謝。好,今天哦,今天我們這裡呢,希望大家維持安靜啊,如果要講話的話,請到外面去談哦。然後呢,今天呢,我們今天那個不會做任何的決定,我們今天只會去這個聽證會主要是會是不是要延到下
If you're in the cham chambers, please come forward. Yes, please. And as stated, you'll have one minute. Bear with me just one second. Let me pull up the email for the continuance, if that's okay. Um, hello, uh, my name is Lawrence Michelson. I'm the project sponsor for 100 Broadway. Um, this has been my project. Um, I received a continuance this morning from Emily Lane in regards to uh, the smoking and vapor lounge to be on the second floor, as well as the proposed use of the building and spaces. All of this has been properly filled out and submitted to the planning department where they have actually told us that their position at the time was they believed everything was accurate, correct, and in compliance with both planning, um, with both planning as well as um, the cannabis uh, rules. There's only one retail space, so comment number three, there is no 600-foot buffer between two different businesses. There's only one cannabis business on the retail level. Um, as far as the smoking lounge, I just got off the phone with Doug from uh, DPH, and I'll be following up with him um, until we begin construction to show where separation of that smoking lounge shall be. Um, it is uh, an open space, correct, because we have not submitted a building permit to make those modifications to have it be in conformance with um, DPH, um, which we will do so. And those are the only three items on this continuance, so I ask that uh, if there's any way not to have this continuance happen and allow the project to move forward, um, that would be, um, uh, this has also been uh, four times we've rescheduled this. Thank you, sir, that's your, that, that, Thank that's you. your time. Believe me, I am equally frustrated as you are that this last minute request has come from staff. Interpreters, I'm gonna ask you to interpret one more time that we can't have the doors blocked and if the people intend to speak, that they can line up on this screen side of the room. If they're blocking the doors, they're causing a fire hazard. Uh,再一次呢,係提醒你哋,呃,你哋呢,入呢個會場呢,就係要係,呃,保持呢,呢個安靜啦,就仲有呢,你哋呢,係唔好阻塞嗰棟門嗰個嘅通道,因為嗰
Hi, my name is Cindy Keen. I'm with the partnership uh, for the building. Um, Lawrence has been at working with the city and the planning department for over 18 months. He's been pushed off four times. He submitted everything. The things that came back today have been with the planning department for up to a year. And we, many of us have come in from out of town and rearranged our schedules to be here and to find out an hour beforehand is, um, is difficult to work with. So we just ask that you uh, reconsider the continuance and let's move forward with this project, please. Good afternoon, Madam President, members of the, of the commission staff. Um, I'm Alec Bash with the Gateway Tenants Association. I'm the ex external VP there. And we haven't heard any reasons for the continuance. Clearly, there's usually a good reason for continuance when things have been calendared. So it would be helpful to know why and who is asking for it. Thank you. Okay, if you wish to speak to this matter on the matter of continuance, please come forward. If you're calling in remotely, you need to press star three. Okay, we'll go to our remote callers. Hello, Hello? Hi, uh, you uh, I'm going to I'm going to Yeah,我的一家三藩市呢,已經上有上兩百幾間大麻店,咁其實呢,真係好話唔好聽大麻店呢,多過我哋星輝啊,Walkwin啊,咁樣。咁我希望呢,就話,再加上呢,嗰個
啊、我就反對再次向肯邦聯繫嗰度開開曬賣店咯。OK， 得。啊啊 ，Yeah，I oppose 啊、uh, to open 啊啊 marijuana store 啊、uh, on 啊、uh, Broadway 啊、uh, ，because 啊、uh, in San Francisco there are more than two hundred 啊 marijuana store in San Francisco 啊、uh, ，is more than 啊、uh, those grocery store more than the Safeway and and also the location 啊、uh, nearby there's 啊、uh, 啊、um, uh, elementary okay, school 啊、uh, so I'm gonna interrupt, I'm gonna interrupt so, you one more time I'm sorry I apologize I know it's not what you're saying and you're just interpreting, but notify her that we're not taking comment on the project. We're just taking comment on the matter of continuance. Um, she, uh, she is uh, making uh, can you give me, uh, can you give public me comment. Example, yeah. what, what, what am I, uh, what, what are the things I supposed to say? You can, can speak you to the matter of, you can speak to the matter of continuance. This matter is being proposed to be continued to March 9th. It is not, it is not likely that it's going to be heard today. 即係佢誒佢嘅意思咧，就話咧，你係可以係講嘅誒意見誒，但係咧就唔係作出話呢個嘅誒評論，話係反對啊，或者係誒呢一個嘅係誒同意開大麻店。So should I continue to interpret? Yeah, I'm still very confused. Like, what can I say or what can I not say? But I am opposed to the 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 shop opening center. Can you please let okay. her know that what people can speak to is if they are in support of or opposed to having that matter heard on March 9th or having it heard today? That is the question that the commission will be considering at this time. 誒誒，佢嘅誒意思就話咧，係即係今日咧，就係唔係誒作呢個嘅誒評論咧，就係話係講係誒支持啊，或者係誒反對呢個嘅開大麻店。咁同埋咧，係以後咧先會係咧誒誒第第啲第時咧先會係咧誒作出呢個決定咧，係誒支持定係反對開呢個大麻店嘅。佢嘅意思就係、是。即係佢 only 想收集睇係幾多人支持，幾多人反對啊？咁都唔使一分鐘啦，係咪啊？誒，説嚟完出邊。Um, uh, she said, uh, is it uh, mean that uh, for the public comment is uh, only to give uh, the idea and the opinion and no decision will be made uh, today? Uh, well, so no, not exactly. That the, they can submit their opinion on whether or not it should be heard today or it should be heard on March 9th or just on the matter of continuance, not the project itself. I'm not sure how else I can describe that. I, I know it's frustrating to members of the public and I'm sure it's extremely confusing at this matter, at this point in time, but this is sort of a procedural matter at this point. I'm gonna just take the next caller because it, 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 she, she clearly is opposed to the project. Thank Let's you. just go to the next caller. Um, uh, you, you, don't have to, you don't have to interpret that. Oh, okay. So I don't have to interpret. Yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Thank you. Uh, uh, I'm in support of the continuance. Uh, we can uh, to have the meet, to have the meeting continue on March 9th. Um, I think uh, as all the people, there are people in, the, in here in, in chambers and also online. Uh, I think there's some confusion amongst non-English speakers, obviously, to what that means to be continuance. Uh, it means that it's not being uh, 
uh, explained in a way that's understandable to me, to, to be clearly say that the meeting is continuing March 9th. So given that we have people that are, some people that are here, but some people have had heard that we're having this meeting continue on March 9th, they haven't made their way here anymore. So I would support that meeting on March 9th. And then uh, second, we just want to look at WebEx link doesn't work. And I, I tried to log in on WebEx and it didn't let me log in. So now I'm calling in. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Uh, so uh, I'm also for the continuance um, of the matter. Um, I just wanted to say I'm a parent of two kids who go to um, a daycare on that uh, within that building. So um, I think um, I think it, it it would be good for people to gather again for the next time. So everybody could attend, kind of um, prepare ahead to attend the meeting. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name is Danielle Golick, and I'm supporting the, um, for, to hear it today. Um, the public has had at April of last year, um, and they were all notified that this project was going, uh, that we were interested through the good neighbor policy. Um, it was then sent three separate times um, to all of the neighbors. There has been, oh, sorry. There has been um, now three um, uh, posters that have put it up. So they have known since last October that this was going on. So I feel like pushing it is just a kind of a stall tactic and I'm not quite sure why, but we have, we're ready to go and I believe that the, we should hear it now. Okay. Looks like we've got one more remote caller requesting to speak. Yes, go ahead. Hi. I oppose to open the store, the Marijuana store. Could you remind her that we're only taking comment on the continuance? So yeah. it's not likely to be heard today, and she'll be able to submit those comments at a later date. Uh 
Um, uh, I have a concern, uh, yeah, because um, I have a son, um, his uh, mental uh, stage is not uh, very stable, and if uh, a marijuana store uh, open uh, nearby, and uh, I, I, I'm afraid that there's a negative uh, impact uh, on his uh, mental health. I know they're confused. Please use the microphone, ma'am. Ma'am, can you use the microphone? Hi,今日就不聽那些意見的,只是就是你支持還是反對,他三月九號繼續這個聆訊,因為支持那方呢,他就要今日要決定,如果你們是反對呢,你就可以 要求你想來講反對還是支持三月九號繼續聆訊還是今日決定就是這麼簡單。Okay, okay, folks, we need to maintain some order in the chambers. If there's people who want to speak, they can come forward. So, I'll say this in Mandarin also. Can you, can, you ask them, can you ask them that we don't tolerate these kinds of disruptions? Yeah, yeah. Uh Okay, if we could just resume the last couple of remote callers, please. Selena and Kongyan, because um, I think many people actually, oh, so I. There's no choice whether we agree or disagree with the March 9th postponement. You pretty much have control of everything. So, All right, let's take the next caller. All right, this person's already spoken. So, okay, we're done with our remote callers. You may, sir. Good afternoon, member of the uh, planning. Um, my name is Jesse Rastelli. I'm one of the partner of the property owner. And I have a heavy voice, so no problem. I'd like to, Mr. Mickelson has done every possible thing to present all the documentation and everything else. And this was a kind of the last bucket that they threw at, at the gentleman. 
at the last minute, which is very unfair. Everybody has to change everything else. And the other thing that I'd like to mention to you, when the gentleman for the Asian community come up and speak, then why don't we have someone that translate to us to say what they are saying? Because we want to respect the planning commission, whatever you guys are doing, that's your decision. But we also should be treated fairly, because we don't know what the hell they're saying. I appreciate it. That matter is taken in consideration, gentlemen. Thank you. Very I want to be clear that there are people translating, and they're interpreting both ways. So they say what we say, and they repeat it back so people can understand it. And then when the caller speaks, then they s repeat it in English, and then we understand it. So hopefully that can work for you um, as it has been working for the commissioners. Commission President, you. I believe you had questions of staff. I do have a few questions of staff. I'm wondering, um, I, I guess I sh actually should say first, I just want to say I, I understand this is a very frustrating and a very last minute request for continuance that's initiated by the planning department. So it is not uh, initiated by community, it's not a request that the project sponsor that you are making, we understand that. And so the surprise um, certainly uh, is frustrating to say the very least. So I wonder, Ms. Wadi, if you can explain a little bit more for us as commissioners exactly why this is being requested at this time to be continued. Sure thing. So typically the Department of Public Health doesn't review plans at this stage of the process, um, but we did ask them to take a preliminary look this morning after receiving some questions about the feasibility of the smoking lounge on the second floor. During that conversation, DPH said that they would not be able to approve the plans as designed. Um, but is likely that they could approve some sort of lounge, just not where it's shown on the plans right now. Um, and as you guys know, we don't typically like to pr bring projects to you where we are aware that the plans as proposed can't be approved. Um, so the use is not necessarily what's at question here, but we wanted to work through the details so that the floor plan that you're looking at, particularly as it relates to the second floor smoking lounge, you guys have a really solid sense of the placement of everything, the location on the second floor and those details um, to make an appropriate decision. So that's why it's a little bit of an 11th hour ask. Again, we don't normally ask for um, interagency peer review at this stage of the review process. Um, but based on some questions from the public, we did uh, drill in with public health and that's where we landed this morning. Thank you. Commissioner Diamond. So, so while I too am um, distressed and feel badly for everybody um, that it's a last minute request, we don't get very many uh, smoking lounges in front of us, and they have always been areas of incredible concern both to the public and to the commission, because we want to make sure that there is no possibility um, that either the smoke or the smell is going to affect anyone else in the building or the public. And I feel uncomfortable reviewing plans where DPH is saying the current plans don't work. Um, so I would move to continue at this stage. I second the motion. Uh, I'd like to add a comment. Perhaps there could be a brief synopsis of what commissioners are talking and translate it to the audience because what we are talking about is ultimately uh, the record of how this project is being looked at. We ourselves have questions. We believe that what staff is telling us is a reasonable way to give this project what we say another one over, to look at it carefully so that we're making a decision with all information available. And it's for that reason that I ask perhaps our translators to briefly, in one or two sentences, give the audience the level of comfort that we feel that we need to look at this a little bit longer. 
Yes, agreed. Thank you so much. Uh,我哋呢都係好明白呢,係你哋,呃,今日呢,呃,覺得呢,就係,呃,你到呢,唔係可以做呢個嘅,呃,公眾發言啦,呃,咁呢,就係呢,其實啦,呢個嘅,決
Thank you, and uh, make sure we send a, a thank you card to our interpretation staff for hurrying over and for helping us uh, manage our meeting. Um, they performed very, very admirably. Um, and I know staff were disappointed to have to do that, but I think it, it was right to notify us, so we will move on to our land acknowledgement. The Planning Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatushaloni, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land, and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatushaloni have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working in their traditional homeland, and wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatushaloni community, and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. Thank you. Thank you, Commission President Tanner. Item four, consideration of adoption draft minutes for the January 26th closed session and regular hearing. Members of the public, this is your opportunity to address the commission on the minutes. If you're in the chambers, please come forward. If you're calling in remotely, you need to press star three or raise your hand via WebEx. Seeing no request to speak, commissioners, public comment on your minutes is closed and they are now before you. Commissioner Braun. Move to adopt the minutes. Second. Thank you, commissioners, on that motion to adopt the minutes. Commissioner Braun. Aye. Commissioner Ruiz. Aye. Commissioner Diamond. Aye. Commissioner Imperial. Aye. Commissioner Koppel. Aye. Commissioner Moore. Aye. And Commissioner President Tanner. Aye. So moved, commissioners. That motion passes unanimously 7 to 0. Item 5, commission comments and questions. Yeah, I want to just call attention to um, the mayor's executive directive, which was issued on Monday, I believe. Thank you, uh, Director Hillis, for sending us that. And I was excited to see some pretty firm and for some items, some very soon. And I think everything within probably the next year dates for moving forward with items on the housing element. So it's really great to, again, have us had it uh, approved last week and then already seeing the mayor take steps to help our city organizations and departments get organized to deliver on the housing element. Um, and also coming from the state of the city address this morning, just being able to hear further um, other adjacent uh, priorities in addition to the housing element, um, reducing our unhoused population and helping folks exit homelessness, as well as uh, reimagining downtown. So certainly a lot of things that knock on our door um, in terms of priorities for the entire city. So. We definitely have our, our work cut out for us. 
I do wonder about um, perhaps scheduling a session uh, at the commission where we can talk a little bit about our role in implementation and kind of what we might see coming forward. Um, obviously, there's a lot of moving pieces um, and not something that I hope has a tremendous amount of staff report writing, but an opportunity to have commissioners weigh in on kind of both what we might like to see, how we might um, see items even in our staff reports, or just keep track of what's going on and be part of the accountability team um, as the housing element is being implemented. So open to ideas of what that could look like, but I think um, it'd be good for us to kind of get organized as well and understand our role um, in the larger implementation strategy. Uh, Commissioner, do you want to respond to that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great idea, and we can we can organize a hearing here. You will have a big role, um, both in budgeting and allocating resources, but also in most of what the mayor called out in the housing element. Uh, executive director will require legislation and changes to the planning code that will come here. Um, so you know, we we may want to go about giving you an overall kind of calendar and schedule of when you might expect to see those uh, pieces of legislation come. You know, board members may introduce uh, legislation on their own as well on implementing housing elements. So, yeah, absolutely happy to have that discussion. Great. Thank you. I see Commissioner Moore and then Commissioner Ruiz. Uh, I'd like to draw attention to the devastating earthquake in Turkey and Syria. The pictures I've seen, particularly reading European newspapers, are so devastating that I only can think of us here in earthquake-prone country uh, to extend our best wishes and support to the people of Turkey and Syria. Certainly well-placed um, sentiment, and I think we all certainly share that. Commissioner Ruiz. Thanks, President Tanner. I just wanted to acknowledge my virtual attendance last week and this week for the public and potentially staff at the department who are unaware, but I am 37 weeks pregnant, which means baby could come any day now. And so I will be participating virtually, hopefully for the rest of February. And then following February, I will be going on leave. So I will just say a farewell in case something happens within the next week or so. And we'll miss everyone on the commission and we'll see you all in a couple of months after my leave. Excellent, congratulations again, we're very excited and thank you for continuing to participate. All right, thank you commissioners. Okay, seeing no additional requests to speak from members of the commission, we'll place this under department matters for item six, director's announcements. Uh, no announcements, I was gonna mention the same about the executive director, so. Item seven, review of past events at the Board of Supervisors. I don't have a report for the Board of Appeals. And the Start Preservation Commission did not meet yesterday. Good afternoon, Commissioner Zarin, Star Manager of Legislative Affairs. Um, this week there are no items at land use uh, that involve planning, um, but this week at the full board, Supervisor um, Dorsey's ordinance that would uh, principally permit nighttime entertainment along Folsom Street between 7th and Division and properties fronting on 11th Street between Howard and Division uh, past its first read. So um, that's all I have for you today. Thank you. If there are no questions from members of the commission, we can move on to general public comment. At this time, members of the public may address the commission on items of interest to the public that are within the subject matter jurisdiction of the commission except agenda items. With respect to agenda items, your opportunity to address the commission will be afforded when the item is reached in the meeting. 
Each member of the public may address the Commission for up to three minutes. And when the number of speakers exceed the 15-minute limit, general public comment may be moved to the end of the agenda. Good afternoon, Georgia Shudish. Uh, thank you for putting that executive directive from the mayor and your acceptance letter uh, from HCD on the, uh, your, the commission website. That was very good to read. Um, and congratulations to Commissioner Ruiz. That's very nice news. Congratulations. Um, going forward, uh, I hope that the uh, residential flat policy must be codified. Flats should be maintained in their uh, fundamental existing configuration to preserve uh, this typology and maintained within the existing structure. Um, the resource survey has prepared a report on flats. That's a really good resource, and it's very entertaining, actually, and it's very informative. Uh, additionally, efforts must be made to preserve second units and existing in-laws or UDUs. Uh, I wanted to show you something. There was a project that I learned about from the uh, the flat uh, study. Can I have the overhead, please, SFGov TV? Oh, sorry. Anyway, um, the whole flats and second units. Oh, there, is it on? Anyway. Yeah, so that's from the study. And I didn't know about this, but it's originally it's called a uh, uh, penthouse, penthouse duplex. And there was one in front of you in, Mar in May, excuse me, but you never actually heard it because they settled the DR. But th my issue with it is this, is that you can- Ms. Shudish, Ms. Shudish, if you don't touch the mic, we well, don't get how do that. I, but if I don't talk, then everyone can, says you, you can't can. hear me. Uh, what do I do? I I'm sorry. Okay, it's a, it's a crazy day. I'm sorry. Okay, so my issue is with this thing that you never really saw it, but you codified it. The original flat, see there's the penthouse tear duplex, and there's a smaller unit, and there's a larger unit. And what happened was that the smaller unit was put behind next to the garage. And then see that bowling alley, that's part of the unit. And I just don't think that that matches with the flat policy, the intent of the flat policy. I know it's one st type of thing, but I think it's indicative of everything that's happened under 317B7, where flats or second units have disappeared uh, into. Um, other units. And you know, you saw that, this commission saw that with this thing. Oh, head please. When it was originally this. And, and then this, you know, that's 21st Street. And this was originally this, sorry, that, two flats. And this was originally that with two flats. So it's housing that, sh that needs to be kept, and, and everyone knows that, and I just want to emphasize that. And, you know, I mean, like the one on 21st Street, if you pay $6.5 million, you don't have to rent out the unit. That's common sense. I don't care who you are. Anyway, thanks a lot. Have a great day. Take care. Thank you, Ms. Shudish. You're welcome, Mr. Ionan. Any other member of the public in the chambers wishing to submit public comment? general public comment. Okay, let's go to our remote callers. I to speak, but you guys mute me, and I couldn't finish my opinion earlier. Um, so I just want to for you to do this at last minute to change agenda. These people have better things to do if they came out. 
so you owe them an apology to do this. And unfortunately, I kept raising my hand and you kept unmuting me. Ma'am, I'm sorry, you're getting muffled, and I'm not sure if it's the way you're holding the phone or what. Does that conclude your testimony? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. You just got very muffled okay. there for a minute. Okay. Okay. Um, I was just saying earlier I was trying to raise my hand, and I got muted right in the middle of my conversation, uh, my comments, and I, I just don't feel appreciated. Just like the people who went out earlier today, last minute you canceled this. This is not okay. And I kept on raising my hand. You kept on lowering my hand. So it's just a way, another way for you to say, no, we don't want to listen from you and just to block our voice. Um, and I, I'm sorry, Tanner, this is, people are not on. They're just frustrated. They're angry because you post something and you change the hour right before. Shouldn't they be angry at you? They should. Don't call them on because that's racist. You are being a racist. So I, I think you do owe them an apology. Does that conclude your comments, ma'am? Okay, let's yes. go to the next caller. So, Commissioner, uh, my name is Francisco Acosta, and even though I had my hand raised, uh, for some reason, three times I couldn't uh, get in. I think uh, we did have a meeting at the Board of Supervisors about uh, those who gave uh, their comment virtually. And uh, whoever is uh, Managing your operations should do a good job. Having said that, uh, on the on the on the plans that are put for the future, uh, I see uh, I see many problems. I see that. Uh, in four years, y'all will be in deep trouble. And uh, what I see from the planning department today, going all over the city, is that y'all are not paying attention to quality of life issues. So stop disrespecting us when we want to speak virtually. And and remember that the taxpayers, the citizens of the United States of America must have their say. We are not an autocratic government as far as I know. Thank you very much. Hello there, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. 
No, uh, sorry. Uh, hello there. Uh, just uh, thank you for continuing on 100 Broadway. Uh, just a couple of comments back on the, what happened just what happened earlier. Uh, Commissioner Secretary and uh, uh, President, you, uh, you both of you spoke probably at, at about five times of saying what explaining what continuous means, but the uh, interpretation of your comment wasn't made clearly into the Cantonese. So it, it took the sixth try before the interpreters were able to clearly say what you guys had said, and that's why uh, we had a lot of callers. They had the callers in or, or in person that were confused of what you guys are trying to do because the literal interpretation at one point was you aren't allowed to make uh, your opinions but you can't say what your opinion is and uh, that was just uh, quite a confusion there amongst them and then, and then the last comment the last per the last person speaking on the um, 100 Broadway ex extreme disappointed that the person decided to use racist undertone related to the interpretation and trying having people to try to attend meetings and understand what is going on and having that in the second language is, is so that the community can participate. That is very hard to do and they're trying to best, but we have people that are still trying to make racism known because it is being spoken in another language, despite it being interpreted into English. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, last call for public comment. This is general public comment. Okay, seeing no additional requests to speak. General public comment is closed, and we can move on I'll to just maybe just say before we move on, uh, the caller who just spoke. Thank you for hanging on to make that comment. I think that was helpful insight, and it was clear that by the last time, I think they said the continuance explained what that was. It did get through, so maybe something we can work with our interpretation staff just to have notes on how to explain that because I know it's hard to do on the fly um, when they just found out today it's being continued. So. Indeed, Commission President Tanner, I, we've actually already received some internal feedback that aren't that the interpreters weren't getting the message across properly and yeah. so what we're going to try to do is formulate some standard phrases for interpreters to to have handy in these unique situations Indeed. Um, Indeed. so we're we're striving to improve our processes on a daily and I want to just commend you and your staff again for for getting all the things arranged and then rearranging them and I know you'll have to arrange them again so thank you already and thank you in advance for the future work thank you and believe me it's not me it's my staff um, Commissioners, under your regular calendar, item eight, case number 2022-011950-CRV for fiscal years 2023 through 2025. This is the proposed department budget, and it is uh, for your consideration to adopt. Uh, good afternoon, commissioners. Deborah Landis, back in front of you after a two-week hiatus. We were here on January 26th to go over the um, initial proposal for the budget, um, not very much has changed in terms of numbers. So today is going to be a very brief, brief presentation to go over with you. Um, just a reminder of the revenue numbers, the expenditure numbers, and the calendar. Okay, so as you can see, we are taking down our fees by approximately $2 million. Um, that is intentional um, to reflect recent trends over the past few years. Um, we expect the grants in the current year to, excuse me, in the budget year to um, remain fairly steady with the current year. And 
as always with grants, the out year. Uh, we don't know the funding opportunities yet, so that number is always lower and it will be adjusted next year when we come back to when the out year becomes the budget year. Um, in terms of expenditure recovery, that is when we perform work for other uh, city departments, so that's expected to remain fairly steady as well. Um, and then our general fund support, we had one-time funding in, for the general fund in the prior year, and so that, because it was one-time, does not show up in the current year, and we are also proposing to reduce by about half a million dollars. Um, and that, that reduction of approximately half a million um, was uh, what the mayor's office had asked us to do. So as always, you know, salaries and fringe, that's our staff. We are the largest part of the department. Um, we're going down by approximately $2 million. And um, the overhead number, again, this is something the controller's office puts in every year, so we don't know what it's going to be yet. It will almost certainly change, um, and that will happen later in the spring, probably April, maybe May, um, and that is something that that is uh, centrally loaded after the department phase of budgeting is finished. And then non-personnel services is everything from contracts to you know, paying the leases on our plotters and printers and basically anything that is a service that is not something that staff is providing as a service. Um, the materials and supplies we are proposing to keep steady and the projects number, that reflects, <coughs> excuse me, um, grant funding, impact fee funding, um, other, you know, so the one-time funding from last year when we didn't know exactly where we were going to put it yet. Um, so that's why you see that decrease in projects. That's because we did have the one-time funding last year, um, and that was one time. Um, and then the interdepartmental services, that is what we pay to other departments, and the bigger, the bigger costs there are our rent, and um, our city attorney costs and the Department of Technology. Um, so there's a slight change in the calendar from when we came before you. We were scheduled to be at the Historic Preservation Commission last week and our item got continued. So we will be presenting to them next week. Um, usually we have a resolution from them to share with you asking for this body to um, approve the proposed budget to submit to the mayor's office. We do not have that resolution because, um, again, we got continued. We'll be meeting with them next week. Um, we have, I, I think, full confidence that they will be supportive of what we are proposing. And with that, um, this is my update from two weeks ago. So. Happy to take any questions after any comments. Thank you, Deborah. Um, I will just note that the, that the budget was reviewed with the uh, Historic Preservation Commission officers, uh, just simply not the full commission. Uh, members of the public, this is your opportunity to address the commission on the budget and work program. If you're in the chambers, please come forward. If you're calling in remotely, you need to press star three or raise your hand via WebEx. Let's take our remote callers. Hello. Hi. 
啊，我係頭先嚟呢度參加會議嘅 Broadway 嘅一份子。我咧就係反對 Broadway。Calling about 100 Broadway, and that matter was already considered and is being continued. We're taking calls on the budget right now. Yeah, but you need to give us a time to respond because the whole agenda is not logical, sir. I need to ask you, and then you need to correct it. You check everything. You are not in the right title to talk about this. Thank you, sir. Bye. Again, I do apologize to members of the public for the confusion. I can understand how frustrating that can be, but believe me, it was equally frustrating when we received the request for continuance. Last call for public comment on the budget and or work program. Again, if you're in the chambers, come forward. If you're calling in remotely, you need to press star three. Seeing no request to speak, commissioners, public comment is closed and the budget and work program are now before you. Thank you for the presentation. I just had a few questions, or, or maybe you could elaborate a little bit on the positions that are being cut. Um, it seems to you know, make sense and helps us get, I think, was it a 5% reduction that we were, as a department, slated to get? Just curious if we have a sense of you know, 21 out of, I believe, 250-ish total uh, positions that we have, so not a huge amount. Um, just curious, and I know they're all vacant, which is a blessing. Just any color you could put on how y'all went through deciding what positions, um, and kind of, you know, I know there's like five planner twos and six planner threes. Just kind of why some of those, um, some positions have more than one, and uh, any description you can give on that. Sure. So the ones where we're proposing more than one um, to be cut, <clears throat> those are positions that where we have a job classification of many of them. Um, so you know, for example, the um, the 1634 that we're proposing to cut, we have two of those in the entire department. So we're, we're saying, yeah, we can get rid of one of them, but you know, for example, we probably have, and I don't know this off the top of my head, but let's just say 40 planner threes, you know, and we have um, enough vacancies that we still have some vacancies so that we can fill um, once, you know, once we have the opportunity to do that. Uh, but it seems like, you know, even taking down 20 positions, and this is something I know Tom has mentioned a few times, we've grown by over 100 positions in the last decade. So even reducing by 20, we still have, you know, an increase of 80 positions over the last several years. So we tried to take a look at balancing between the different divisions, balancing to make sure that we still have opportunity to hire once once that becomes feasible again, um, and really just trying to make sure that we can keep doing our work as efficiently as possible. Thank you. And maybe a question for Director Hillis. You know, as you think about the mayor's directive and some of the timelines there, I'm just curious how we think about the staffing plan that was, you know, pretty detailed, you know, this much time, point three, point whatever FTE for various projects, if some of those then need you know, more staff. Now, just having more people doesn't mean something gets done faster. Sometimes it makes it more complex and, and worse off. But I just wonder how you think about um, balancing those new deadlines um, with the staffing plan. I know that's not something you need to come back to us for, but I'm just curious your thoughts, um, what you anticipate seeing. Yeah, and certainly it would have been nice to be able to request new staff or to hire new staff, but certainly given where we are revenue-wise and where the city is revenue-wise, like that was not 
a reality or an option we were given. That said, I think we're in good shape to implement the housing element. I know this is a question that came up. It is certainly a department-wide priority. I think the reason you don't see kind of an org chart of how we're implementing the housing element is because it, it, it cuts across every division, right, from uh, current planning, environmental planning, and our ledge team on constraints removal and process reform to citywide on the rezoning to community equity on strengthening cultural districts and working to, to, to figure out and strategize how we can build the affordable housing um, we need to build. So it's everywhere throughout the, throughout the agency. But I think we're well-staffed for it, and we can certainly shift if need be as, as kind of priorities or, or, you know, different types of work emerges throughout the year. Great. Thank you. Commissioner Diamond? Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have a similar question to um, Commissioner Tanner's, which is I, I had asked about um, this issue when you were here two weeks ago is making sure there was adequate staffing to accomplish you know, these very important priorities now that we have the executive um, directive that has deadlines on it um, and it needs to be given sort of top priority to, in order to accomplish it by the dates, are there items that need to be pushed back? Uh, things that we were going to accomplish that we, you know, might need to push back to a later date um, as a consequence of these items having these very intense and important timeframes. And I know that, I, I don't know if you're prepared to respond to that today, but in terms of setting our expectations appropriately, it would be nice to hear from you on that. Right. I, I mean, I think the short answer is no. You know, there's not, there aren't specific aspects of our work we said you know, we want to we want to push back because of housing element implementation. I'd say, you know, it didn't surprise us what was in the executive director. We anticipate executive directive. We anticipated that maybe some of the timelines. You know, we we weren't necessarily talking about those exact timelines. But the good thing is the housing element is specific, right? The 350 actions were not broad actions. They were specific actions, especially on things like you know, where we should target rezoning or the types of constraints and CUs we, we, you know, we're looking to remove from the process or modify. So a lot of that work was done, you know, in the context of the housing element. It is, is fairly detailed in the housing element. So the, the timelines that are laid out in the executive directive don't, I mean, they're, they're, they're aggressive, but I think we can meet those. Thank you. I would just add, as things emerge, if if staff turnover does occur, which you know happens from time to time, or other things uh, come, I think this is probably one of the highest priority topics that we have, and just really the urgency, particularly these first few years of the element. Um, we know the market's down, but it's a great time for some of our legislative reforms, process improvements, things like that, so that you know we can hopefully jumpstart the market a little bit. But even if it catches up. Um, We've got our circuit breaker in there, so we want to see if we can get those permits done and those housing units uh, permits issued before uh, four years is up. All right, Commissioner Moore. I asked the question last week, and I do not want to raise any red flags, but since you have left and lost a number of senior planners who moved on, particularly focused on the housing element, with sh uh, sh shortening staffing, I'm concerned that 
other senior uh, planners step in because what's in front of us requires a significant amount of facetness and expertise, not just in terms of numbers or views of how much you have served, but what responsibilities did you have during that time, particularly when outside people are being considered, do they have comparable experience? And it's not just about promoting from the bottom up, but having really se uh, seasoned planners to do this kind of work. And it makes it easier for all of us because we cannot have many sidesteps and mistakes on that. The second point is more uh, directed toward uh, Ms. Landis. Under grants and other special revenues, you have a very high number which you will depend on. My question to you is, who do those grants go to? And what do they achieve? Uh, well, it really depends on the year. So um, the past year and this coming year, the um, MTC and ABAG uh, regional early action plan grants and local <coughs> early action planning grants, um, they go to um, different jurisdiction different jurisdictions based on partially um, formula and partially um, competitive award. So, you know, we, we put in our budget the grants that we think and hope that we're going to get, uh, but it's not a 100% certainty that we're going to get all of that funding. Um, so, do, you know, in particular- Do those grants help you with the priorities which uh, Commissioner Diamond asked about and uh, President Tanner touched on? because just to have grants for other things we would all like to do at this moment seem to be not necessarily the first order we need to follow, but we need to have grants that support in a very, very direct way where the urgency of what this department needs to accomplish lie. So do you have any grants that we could hope for that directly speak to the issues at hand? I, I mean, I'll just jump in, absolutely. In, I think you make a good point, sometimes grants, you know, there, there are grant opportunities that present themselves that we think are too too good to pass up, even though they may not be aligned with kind of what our priority work programs are. So sometimes, you know, we've got we've to take a pass on grants. But I think what you're seeing here are grants that are in line with, with kind of our priorities in housing element implementation, strengthening cultural districts, doing community planning work. Those are the ones we're applying for. The good news is, there are, you know, buckets of opportunities both regionally through through ABAG MTC and also with the federal government that are aligned with what, what we want to do as part of the housing element implementation. So those are the ones we're, we're looking at and applying for. We hear, where we sit rarely hear about grants and how they're being used. I think in the upcoming year, given an, us emphasizing with the constraints you'll be under, would really much appreciate ever so often a hint that you got a grant how it supports what we're trying to do and who is assigned to do it. It's sure. obviously great to be in the position of working on a grant, but I'm more interested to see that the grants are being used for those people, that their knowledge and the ability to do extracurricular things is in support of, uh, of the mission we have. Right. So Absolutely. that would be very helpful to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't see any other commissioners with comments or questions. Seeing none, commissioners. Um, there is an ask for a motion. Commissioner Imperial. Move to adopt. Second. Second. Thank you, commissioners, on that motion to adopt the uh, fiscal years 2023 through 2025 department budget. Commissioner Braun. Aye. Commissioner Ruiz. Aye. Commissioner Diamond. Aye. Commissioner Imperial. Aye. Commissioner Koppel. Aye. Commissioner Moore. Aye. And Commissioner President Tanner. 
Aye. So moved, Commissioners, that motion passes unanimously seven to zero. And for the benefit of members of the public, item nine for the waterfront plan, item 11 for 98 Pennsylvania, and item 12 for 100 Broadway have all been continued and will not be considered today, but rather a later date. Commissioners, that will place us on item 10 for case number 2021-012028 ENV for the property at 3251 20th Avenue. This is the environmental impact report. Please, the draft environmental impact report. Please note that public comment uh, for this draft EIR is from December 14th, 2022 until 5 p.m. on February 13th, 2023. And this is for your review and comment. No. Uh, five, yeah. Maybe they can share. Hi, everybody. Good afternoon, President Tanner and members of the commission. My name is Florentina Cartoon, and I am Planning Department Staff and Environmental Coordinator for the Stonestown Development Project. Joining me here today is my colleague, Patrick Race, and Courtney Pash on behalf of the project sponsor. The item before you is the public hearing on the Draft Environmental Impact Report, or Draft EIR, for the Stonestown Development Project, which was published on December 14, 2022. We are here seeking comments on the adequacy of the environmental, of the environmental impact report. Please note that the comments received here today will be responded to in writing in the response to comments document that will be part of the final EIR. Next slide. I will go ahead and provide you with a short, um, with a short description of the proposed project and the project site. Next slide. 
As you can see on this map, the project site is located at the Stonestown Galleria in the Lakeshore area in southwest San Francisco. The site is surrounded by San Francisco State University, a variety of schools, and residential neighborhoods. Next slide. The proposed project would develop the existing 27 acres of surface parking surrounding the Stonestown Galleria into a master-planned, multi-phased, mixed-use community. Under the project, the existing mall would be retained with changes to the facade, entrances, and exits. The site would be rezoned as part of a proposed special use district. As you can see, the site would include a variety of building types and heights. The intent of the master plan community is to transform 20th Avenue into the commercial core of the site, while the western portion would be mostly dedicated to residential uses and open space. The proposed project would include 2,930 units of housing, along with new retail, hotel, and institutional use, as well as six acres of open space. The EIR also analyzed the project variant. The variant would include the 0.8 acre parcel in the eastern portion of the site, shown on this slide as E3E. The variant would add an additional 150 residential units, 10,000 square feet of institutional uses, and approximately 200 parking spaces, additional parking spaces. Now I will move forward and provide you with an overview of the potential environmental impacts outlined in the draft EIR. If we could move the slides forward, please. And one more. Uh, the draft EIR determined that the project or variant would result in significant and unavoidable impacts for the following resource areas. Built historic cultural resources due to the demolition of the UA Theater, which is a historic architectural resource under CEQA. Noise due to overlap of construction for the multi-phase development. Wind hazards as the project would result in construction of buildings above 85 feet in height. Transit delay for the project variant scenario under cumulative conditions for the routes, the transit routes running along 20th Avenue, and air quality impacts due to the exceedance of criteria air pollutants for the construction phases that would overlap with project operations, as well as for project operations due to ROG exceedances. Next slide. The EIR identified feasible mitigation measures for these significant and unavoidable impacts. However, I want to point out that these impacts would remain significant and unavoidable even with implementation of said mitigation measures. As shown in this slide, mitigation measures include documentation of historic resources, uh, reduction of vehicle miles traveled, signal coordination to reduce transit delay, as well as construction noise control plan. Next slide. Mitigation measures to reduce air quality impacts include usage of tier four engines construct during construction, electric vehicle infrastructure, and offsets for ROG emissions, while wind mitigation measures include additional analysis for any building taller than 85 feet as specific design becomes available, as well as a wind safety plan during construction. Next slide. In addition to the topics analyzed in the draft EIR, the EIR also includes the initial study checklist that covers the remaining topics required under CEQA. 
Additional mitigation measures were identified to reduce impacts to archaeological and paleontological impacts. Um, next slide. I really do hope that these uh, brief slides were a useful overview of the potential environmental impacts of the proposed project. In addition to environmental impacts, we are also required to study CEQA alternatives to the project. The purpose of the alternatives is to minimize or eliminate the project's environmental impacts. As such, in consultation with the sponsor and with input from the public and other city agencies, we develop five alternatives to the project. I will quickly walk you through those alternatives. Next slide. The first alternative considered is the required no project alternative. Under this scenario, the site would remain as is and no development would take place. Next slide. Because the project would have a significant and unavoidable impact on an identified historic resource under CEQA, the draft EIR includes two alternatives that would reduce impacts on historic resources. The full preservation alternative, as shown on this slide, would retain the theater building with some minor alterations and would include a new 100-unit building, shown as W5, and a new 5-unit building, shown as NW4. This alternative would construct 2,870 units, or 60 less than the proposed project, and would include 3.2 acres of open space, or 2.8 less than the proposed project. Next slide. Under the partial preservation and relocated parking alternative, the theater would be partially retained and parking would be relocated to minimize transit impacts. The theater building would incorporate the new NW2 building, which is an eight-story, 130 residential unit building. This alternative would include 2,890 residential units, or 40 less than the proposed projects proposed project and similar other uses, including six acres of open space. This alternative also includes the relocation of parking from E3 to the southwest corner to avoid significant transit impacts along 20th Avenue. Next slide. As another alternative, we put forward the code-compliant alternative, which was provided to show the development potential at the site under existing land use and zoning regulations. Under this alternative, development would be about 46% less than under the proposed project, and there would be no buildings above 65 feet. This alternative would include about 2,000 housing units, 1.5 acre of open space, and would not include any hotel services or institutional uses. In addition, this alternative would not include any street network changes to 20th Avenue, and this alternative was also tailored to avoid or substantially reduce significant impacts related to transportation, noise, air quality, and wind. Next slide. The reduced density alternative was developed to substantially reduce um, significant and unavoidable impacts of the proposed project. Overall, this alternative would result in 36% less building and the, than the proposed project, and buildings would be up to 80 feet in height. This alternative would produce approximately 1,700 housing units, about 75,000 square feet of retail space, and would maintain the six acres of open space as proposed in the project.
It would also include a hotel and non-retail uses similar to the proposed project. This alternative would avoid or substantially reduce significant and unavoidable impacts related to transportation, noise, air quality, and wind. Next slide. I know that I just covered a lot of information, um, and I put together this table for you to show you a handy comparison of all the numbers I just threw at you. As shown, the main difference between the five alternatives are the number of proposed housing units and open space. So um, I'm gonna move forward to this slide, but you do have it um, uh, in your printout. Next slide. Now that we covered uh, the proposed project, potential environmental impacts and alternatives, I would like to give a quick overview of where we are in the environmental process and the next steps for this project. Next slide. As shown in this slide, we are currently in the public comment period. Once the draft EIR comment period concludes, we will prepare a response to comments document and a final environmental impact report that we anticipate will be back before this commission later this year for certification. Next slide. As a reminder, we are here to receive comments on the adequacy of the EIR by the public and the commission. As I previously mentioned, comments received today will be responded to in writing. Written comments will be accepted until 5 p.m. on February 13, 2023. While staff is available to answer clarifying questions about the EIR process, comments will be fully responded in the response to comments. Please also note that a court reporter is here today, virtually, to record these proceedings. Therefore, when you speak, please be sure to state your name, its spelling, and to speak slowly and clearly so that the reporter can make an accurate transcript. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, we should open up public comment. Members of the public, this is your opportunity to address the commission on this draft EIR. Again, we're taking comment on the adequacy and accuracy, not the project. Excuse me. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jim Hurley. I live in the Lakeside subdivision. I'm also a member of the Lakeside Property Owners Association. A little bit of history, the Lakeside <laughs> subdivision consists of 500 homes bordered by Unifero Serra, Sloat Boulevard, 19th Boulevard, 19th Avenue rather, sometimes it seems like a boulevard, uh, going out as far as the uh, Chevron gas station. As I said, I'm a member of the Lakeside Property Owners Association. We've lived there since 1987. CEQA guidelines section 15126.6a states that an EIR must describe and evaluate a reasonable range of alternatives to a project that would feasibly attain most of the project's basic objectives or substantially lessen any identified significant adverse environmental effects on the project. <clears throat> this draft DIR fails to meet that standard and should be rejected by the San Francisco Planning Commission. Table 5.1 outlines alternatives B, C, D, and E which range from 2,890 dwelling units to 1,758 dwelling units. Assuming two-person occupancy per unit, 
that would result in approximately 5,600 new residents on the high end or 3,500 new residents on the low end on the Stonestown property. Today, there is no resident on that property. Unavoidable negative impacts have been detailed in the DEIR and were also detailed by uh, Ms. Florentina. And those negative, unavoidable negative impacts are noted in the draft and they impact transit, traffic, emergency services, and infrastructure, including sewer and water. No consideration is given to an alternative of several hundred dwelling units with a lower population density and less burdensome on traffic, transit, emergency services, and infrastructure. Such an alternative would be more compatible with the existing adjacent neighborhoods of Lakeside, Merced Manor, and Lakeshore. I realize my time is up. Simply would like to close by saying that the proposed 18-story, 200-room hotel is inconsistent with their goal of mixed residential and commercial. And finally, the proposed, it's essentially a towering wall of apartments which would go from Eucalyptus to Buckingham Way, approximately 0.25 miles, and no analysis has been done on the environmental impact of having a towering wall on the west side of 19th Avenue. Thank you, sir. That Thank is you. your time. But you can always submit your written comments as well. Copies for you all. Great. Okay. Any other member of the public in the chamber is wishing to submit their testimony? You need to come forward. Seeing none, we'll go to our remote callers. We might need to remind callers they have to press star six to be heard. Indeed. Thank you, Commission President. Um. Hello. Uh, can you hear me? We can. Hi. Uh, good afternoon, Commissioners. Jake Price on behalf of the Housing Action Coalition. Um, I'd like to first commend the interpretation team, the Planning Commission, and the planning staff um, for your flexibility earlier in this hearing. Um, I am here to offer support for the Stonestown Development Project and believe that the draft EIR is sufficient and hope that the project moves forward with the maximum number of housing units that would not require an EIR resubmittal. Our project review committee endorsed this project back in December of 2022 and gave especially high marks to the land use and density of the project. We are tremendously excited to see this innovative project uh, revitalize the area and ask that the Commission move forward in approving the CIR at its earliest convenience. Thank you.
And you need to press star six to unmute yourself. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Perfect. Hey, my name is Raul Maldonado. I was a past five-year resident in NASA Single-Side District D11. I live in Oakland now for the past year. I'm calling in support of Stonestown Development ERR. Um, this is because the ERR is missing things like perspective and environmental benefits instead of the short-term project environmental impact. This project provides sustainable alternatives for biking from Ingleside Holloway Street through SF Campus, which I've done before, even walking through it, to Stonestown and even Outer Sunset, and it's pretty safe, right? Moreover, this opportunity provides infilling of housing space, affordable market rate to keep and grow the diverse community near Ingleside, where blacks were displaced before, and some callers against EIR approval are familiar with such history in the past. This is multi-development inherently promotes SFMTA ridership with the M line as well, buses, and even walking within the new 15-minute uh, walkable neighborhood as well, this multi-use neighborhood. Please consider the future positive environmental impacts this project has going forward with this already satisfactory EIR document. Thank you so much. Um, have a great day, everyone. Good afternoon, commissioners. My name is Jonathan Budeman. I live in District 2, and I'm with the Pro-Housing Neighborhood Organization, Northern Neighbors. And I'm calling in in support of the Stonestown Development Draft EIR. Uh, the EIR is adequate and comprehensive. Let's not be, let's um, perfect be the enemy of the good here. Um, I think one of the biggest issues in housing in San Francisco is that things get delayed over and over again and that the process takes forever. So let's make a progress here in the process, not delay it further, uh, and approve the draft EIR. Thank you. My name is Tara Hardesty, and I live within a mile of the project. I believe I'm calling in support for the draft EIR. I've participated over the last several years in community outreach efforts by the sponsor, and I've looked at these plans. I believe this is a really smart use of this land and a good place to build significant housing, which we desperately need. I'd like to encourage the commission to take the next steps to approve or take, approve the draft EIR and move forward in next steps to having this development uh, realized. Thank you. Again, if you're being asked to unmute yourself, you need to press star six. When you're asked to unmute yourself, you need to press star six.
Good afternoon. Can you guys hear me? We can hear you just fine. Hi. Uh, my name is Dina Aslanian-Williams, and I'm the immediate past president of the West of Green Peaks Central Council. And the only thing I came to say today is that this draft EIR and the uh, uh, company has definitely presented itself to the community. Uh, they've been to West of Twin Peaks meetings a few times and presented um, the project. And I think that this draft EAR is complete and should be approved. There are questions and uh, requests that we have, and we have sent a letter to that effect by the uh, chair of our land use committee. Um, so there are things to be answered, such as some infrastructure, uh, uh, mix of housing, et cetera. But as far as this draft EIR, uh, it should be approved. Thank you very much. Mr. Kleinfelter. Mr. Kleinfelter, are you with us? Okay, let's take the next caller. Again, when you're being asked to unmute yourself, you need to press star six. Hello, uh, my name is Mimi Kiong. I live in the Balboa Terrace neighborhood, uh, which is not very far away from Stonetown Development. Um, I like a lot about the Stonetown Development. Uh, my main concern is the traffic situation on the, you know, the going to South Bay. Uh, many residents in this neighborhood um, travel to the Silicon Valley to work. In fact, I think we are kind of well known to the, you know, the suburb of the Palo Alto area. Uh, so I am just really concerned about the number of residents that are going to be in this neighborhood and the traffic that's going to be generated. Um, and you know, there's a lack of public transportation from this particular area to Silicon Valley. And the only way to travel besides the Google buses or the tech buses is by car. Uh, Pre-COVID, um, this situation is already a quite a bottleneck situation, and with the number of residents, parking spaces, it's just going to generate even more traffic. Um, and as long as the developer adequately addresses that particular stretch from 19 down to um, Silicon Valley, uh, I, I would really appreciate that. I, I just can't see how the number of people added to this particular location can um, eliminate or, or relieve the kind of traffic situation. Can everybody hear me? We can. 
Great, my name is Karen Cerati and I live about a mile away from Stonestown and I can't tell you how excited I am to see something like this in um, our area that's so close. Um, we lack housing as everybody knows in this city and um, that um, so I'm absolutely thrilled with this proposal and I for many reasons, the housing, the walkable space, the proximity to San Francisco State, how fortunate for these college students to be so close to a, um, a proposed living and mixed usage space as this one. So I absolutely ask you to move forward to approve this EIR as it is. Um, and I think it's a wonderful, wonderful contribution to our area. Thank you so much. And this will make the west side um, so much more exciting and livable than it is right now. Thank you. Hello? Yes. Thank you. Uh, my name is Chen Yun Lee. Uh, I am in support of the Stonestown uh, project, and I hope that it moves forward with the maximum amount of units. Uh, and hope that the county commission uh, takes the necessary uh, steps to move forward with the uh, with uh, the EIR. EIR. I spent my time uh, going to the high school there on the eucalyptus. So I spent a lot of time walking back and forth between uh, Stonestown and the high school. Uh, the space towards the towards closer to the high school in the Ralph Nickel Park. It's a very unactivated space. Uh, when I was a student there, me and my friend, we've been mugged through that in that area because it's a very quiet area. So being able to see that we're going to build more residents and hence a more activated space, I think it's a great use as opposed to uh, it is right now. Thank you. Hi, my name is Martin Munoz. I'm calling in support of the draft EIR for uh, the Stonestown redevelopment, particularly because um, a mall like Stonestown was built during a time in which um, a lot of uh, development was car-centric, um, and unfortunately, this created huge scars throughout the city where, you know, it's not walkable, um, you can't really feel comfortable there unless you're in a car. And I think this will correct the wrongs of the past um, by adding housing, by adding walkable spaces, by adding green spaces. And importantly, it's, it's on a mini metro line, which will be great for people. Um, oftentimes, the West Side has hoarded a lot of opportunity, like great parks and great schools, and um, not enough housing for the people to be able to take advantage of that. So this development will um, right those wrongs as well. And I hope that you will agree and pass uh, and uh, approve this EIR. Thank you. I'm Evoke CSFN speaking on my own behalf. When this item was on the agenda for the February 2nd meeting, I was caught off guard for a number of different reasons. I've been following the pro this project uh, since pre-pandemic years, both attending in-person events and virtual meetings. Each of these involved only project sponsors and their consultants. Planning staff was never included. There is a community steering committee, but it's only by invitation. The PIM website still lists Yin Yu Liang as the assigned planner, even though the department staff directory lists her as a current planner for District 6. 
The PIM website also states that the shadow study was placed on hold on September 7th of last year. During the walking tour last year, the consultant stated that the UA cinema would be demolished. Media reports subsequently stated that the cinema had been had come before the Historic Preservation Commission and even the HP, HPC was not listed on the project website as a milestone. Uh, that the public comment period for the draft ER started over the holidays on December 14th is a practice that the department has been heavily criticized for in the past. I would concur with the commissioner's comments from the uh, February 2nd meeting on how this is late to come before the commission as half of the plans and half of the community benefits have already been completed. I would add the following, the cumulative impacts should include not only SF State Housing and Park Merced, but also Balboa Reservoir. The issue of limited evacuation routes from the site should be investigated. The issues of resiliency and climate change as the project will have dedicated emergency firefighting water pipes, but the city has stated that there aren't funds to connect them to the city's pipeline network. Uh, besides catastrophic fire, the issue of the product, project's impact on drinking water has not been adequately addressed. The city has experienced um, water rationing and a large project would have impacts on the water system even further. It should be noted that the city has commissioned a report by USRS to identify sites for a desalination facility. The preferred site in the ORS report is the Oceanside Treatment Facility, not far from the project site. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm calling in strong support. This is Steve Marzo. I'm a resident in the Ingleside neighborhood right down the street of the Stonestown development. I go to this mall all the time. I'm a you know, big fan of the mall, and I strongly believe that it should be used for more housing. And looking at the EIR, it looks to be adequate for the purposes of environmental review and, um, you know, let's get it done. Let's get this passed so we can get more housing in San Francisco because we need it. Um, thank you so much for your time. Uh, please pass the AR. Okay, last call for public comment. You need to come forward if you're in the chambers or if you're calling in remotely, you need to press star three. If you're on WebEx, you need to raise your hand. Seeing no additional requests to speak, commissioners, public comment is closed. And this is now for your review and comment. Great, thank you. Good to see so many callers reading the EIR, getting in on it. Um, I wonder if there are any other commissioners who have uh, comments that they would like to make in response to the draft EIR. Commissioner Diamond. We're at this pivotal point in time where not only is CEQA um, a very important consideration um, in the approval of the project, which is not yet in front of us, but we are also now doing, dealing with um, a new housing ele element that's been adopted and certified that mandates that we find room for 82,000 additional units 
with the focus being on the west side. And this is one of the prime opportunity sites where we can really add a significant amount of housing so long as it is done in an appropriate manner with urban design um, and with the appropriate infrastructure and parks to ensure that whatever we add here is still beautiful and livable and adds to the quality of, of life in the city. Um, but approving units on paper doesn't do us any good. We need uh, the developer to actually build them. And so I am hoping that when we get to the next stage that the entitlements for, these, for this project will build in necessary flexibility that will allow the developer to pursue various parts of this project at appropriate times to meet market demand and to make changes as necessary. And so what I am curious about is whether or not um, it's really the limits of the existing analysis that's been done to allow for that flexibility in the future. And let me just give a couple of examples. If they decide not to build the hotel um, and to add housing units instead, is the EIR is currently drafted adequate to handle that without the need for you know, a supplemental EIR? Same thing if they decide to take out some of the retail or institutional uses and add in more housing units instead to go above the 3,000 even with the variant. Or if they decide to add an extra floor or two or three or four or whatever it is on various parts of the project because that's what makes sense from an economic perspective in order to move it forward without having to do a supplemental EIR. So really the, the CEQA question that I have that I'm hoping you can respond to is that the limits of this document, um, how far uh, it can go in terms of providing coverage for um, the entitlements. Uh, and I'm, as I say, entitlements that include flexibility to allow for shifts among the various uses. Thank you. Commissioner Moore? Uh, I believe that the uh, draft here in front of us is accurate and complete. It has an unusually large number of alternatives. Mostly we see two or three. This really stretches it and gives everybody really the subtleties of what can happen. Uh, this is only, a, these are comments for the draft ERR, not an exchange between us and staff. The one thing I would like to suggest is that the graphics which show the theater punch out the theater more strongly because your eye gets lost given the line weight of how that particular object, which is much of the alternatives, pops into your eye when you look at the alternatives. Uh, it may be the smallness of what uh, the ERR shows, but I would strongly suggest that it is more strongly delineated and popped out in, in the graphics. The other thing, and that is my own personal uh, uh, <clears throat> comment, uh, probably not really a DERR comment, the new formalist style theater and its value kind of somewhat eludes me. Uh, I will be very honest, I have looked at it, I've been there. The site is complicated due to the fact that the theater is actually in a bowl, so to speak, which makes the usability of that particular site even in under any theater configuration difficult because the theater as, as, as it is built does not meet uh, ADA requirements of how you get there. That said, I would like to see a slightly larger elaboration historically with pictures or whatever to explain the new formalist style. Uh, having a practice in my field, uh, in my entire education, which is quite extensive in our architecture and architectural history, et cetera, 
the style of new formalist has never crossed my desk, uh, and that may be a regional expression. There's obviously similar styles practiced by Erosawinen with uh, concrete that takes form similar to what's attempted here. Uh, without trying to sound uh, facetious, I would like to see a slightly more in-depth explanation of the value of this building and its stylistic uh, importance. Those are my comments. Otherwise, I believe that the, what's in front of us is very thorough and goes into all of the uh, aspects that we need to consider. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Mr. Koppel? Yeah, thanks again to the environmental review staff. You guys always do a very thorough job, so thanks again. Uh, but I would like to echo the comments of Commissioner uh, Diamond. Uh, you, you said it best when you said opportunity site. I mean, 20 acres in, in this seven by seven mile wide city is a huge opportunity. I just want to make sure we're not limited with our limited horizontal footprint in what we can do uh, going upwards. Thank you. I'll uh, align myself with those comments as well. Um, in particular, thinking about um, some of the you know mega multi-phase projects we have in the city that you know get going and then they run into a problem and then need to rethink what they're doing and how the EIR does or does not allow that type of flexibility for you know a future that's unknown um, and that we're trying to plan plan for as best we can. So having you know a ceiling that's higher maybe than we need it to be in terms of you know dwelling units in order to shift um, as needed or shift space around. Maybe it is a hotel or proposes another use now, but dwelling units make a better better proposition in the future. Um, but I just, uh, again, want to thank the staff for their great work um, and, again, for the project sponsor for bringing it forward. We're very, very excited about this and really just want to commend a very transformative proposal that, that both keeps the mall and brings it uh, into really a whole new part of this neighborhood um, into being. So very excited um, and thank, again, staff and for members of the public, again, calling in. And I don't see any other hands or comments from... Other commissioners. Indeed, commissioners, um, that will conclude your agenda today. Thank you. Okay. Thank you all for a short but very interesting uh, hearing. Uh, we're adjourned. <laughs>